Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Please be advised that today's episode includes scenes of graphically described torture. Previously on Dungeons and Dragons. So you have entered your respective room. Flynn does love him a hammock. Cue to a really funny little montage of him trying to get in the hammock. Yeah, how high is it hung up? It'd be hard. Spinning and like arms and legs and like a big knot in the middle. New Lara, you start relaxing for a good long while. (laughs) Stuck at the mercy of the Red Wizards, are you? Not a great place to be in. Thea, uh, unknowing how long you have in this room, you have stripped completely naked. <laughs> it's true. Someone could be in in five minutes, but Thea's like, <laughs> this might be the only time I get to have in this bed. Exactly. Archin Eseldra Yef is prepared to see you now. We find ourselves bound in common cause against common enemies. I am authorized by our eternal master, Zaztam. Give us the straight goods here, Niall Mitch. How did that go for us? There is much deliberation, and she will take all things said into account and make a decision by morning. Okay, uh, I got an offer on the table from Zaztam to uh, get Bort out of my head. Sounds like he wants me to join his army if he helps me out. Should I take the offer? Welcome to Dungeons & Dragons, we're a D&D 5th edition actual play podcast, and I'm your Dungeon Master, Russ Moore, and with me today is Carla Johnson. Whoa, first, threw me off. I play new Laura Moonbrook. And Tom Laird. And I play Flint, Firebeard, and Bort. Bort gets a mention? Ooh, he you made the he's credits. He's in the credits now. Ooh. Well, I'm starting the episode as Bort, so it's true. It's true. he gets his due. And Amy Moore. Wife of the Dungeon Master. But don't be fooled. That comes with actually a lot more letdown than it does um, any sort of bonuses. And I play Thea Amastasia. I think that's the exact same thing you said in episode one. Awesome. <laughs> really? I thought pretty, she- <laughs> pretty close. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, it still holds true today. I thought he was going to say, that's the exact same thing you said in our vows. So. Yeah. <laughs> that's what he was going to say. I don't know why. It wouldn't have made sense then. Becoming your wife is going <laughs> to... Also, if your vow was like you, that you're marrying your dungeon master, I know. <laughs> it would be a real interesting wedding it's really ceremony. Fill- I mean, it's really it was filling us in on a lot of information so. about your wedding leather. that we didn't know. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's true. I saw you wedding know. pictures. They didn't seem... Dungeony, they looked. It happened the after all the all the photography mm. was done, then everyone got. Into it was the secret second ceremony? Yeah, yeah. Huh? exactly. Cool, 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 cool. So, how's everybody doing today? I'm so sorry to put that visual in everyone's minds. That's not... <laughs> oh, that makes me laugh. I like it. I'm not sorry about it. It's all good. <laughs> yep. Uh, doing doing well here. Doing Russ. good. Good. It's now December. Holy moly. It's almost Christmas, and you know we're doing special Christmas bonus episodes. Not Christmas bonus episodes. We're doing special Christmas episodes, which I've totally planned and I'm ready for. You sound ready for it. You sound confident, and I believe it. Uh, But I brought them up here so that we have to do them now. (laughs) Setting expectations. This is your way of, like, retconning things? (laughs) Setting expectations. Yep. Such a manipulator. 
Yep. Right. Of himself. So that's okay. Yeah, I mean, really, yeah. he just signed he's himself just, up for a lot hacking, of good work. Hacking yeah. his own brain. Exactly. But where you can get actual bonus episodes is over on Patreon, where we have a lovely community over at patreon.com slash dumbdragoncast, which was just, we just love to have you over there. It's like a big family. It is a big family. And every episode, we dedicate an episode to a lucky patron. And today, that patron is David Ginsburg. David. Yay. Thanks, David. David. From You're awesome. Tales from the Fandom, Tales from the Five Nations podcasts. It certainly feels like that interview we did was forever ago. It was quite a long time ago. Forever. Like a year. Yeah, that feels one like where like we just year. talked about snacks. More than a year. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think that was all of our interviews that we did. Oh, we just talked yeah. about Lots not, not what we do. Snacks. Yeah, yep. that sounds right. Yeah. Sure. Speaking of which, let me tell you about Hacky Sack Guy. <gasps> oh, yeah. Speaking oh, thank God we didn't forget. Snack rhymes with hack. We're getting this was, there. This was the real cliffhanger from last episode. It was. So. Totally. <laughs> um, I wish I... I wish I'd thought of, like, a funny way to tell this story, but it is kind of funny generally. Okay. So I live in a condo, and there's, like, several buildings that sort of form a triangle around the parking lot. Right. And one morning, I heard this, like, loud kind of, like, guttural sounds. And mm-hmm. what I actually thought it was, was sometimes there are homeless people that like cut through. It was very early. Well, not very early in the morning, like 730 in the morning. And I you thought, thought they were yelling at each fighting? other. Well, not fighting, fights, but like yeah. sometimes they <laughs> yell at each other. And like, I just thought that's what it was. So I go to the window to look and no, no, that is not what it was. It was instead my neighbor with no shirt on. Like aggressively playing hacky sack by himself. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's just training. So, he's like, doing that Rocky montage. No, like, it is that is seriously how he treats it. He is like dripping sweat, and like the grunting was like a tennis player or like that dude at the gym that everyone hates. Like, that's what he's doing. But it's like everyone in all three buildings can hear him because he is like in the sound vortex <laughs> with no shirt on. He just wants a friend for so long. Yeah, he's he's. It's a cry for help. He wants an audience. He wants an audience is what he wants. And so he does that occasionally, just even like last week, not with no shirt on with a tank top on. Uh, Well, it is getting cold. So it's a little chillier now. Yep. He kind of drives me crazy with his look at me antics. He's just screaming, look at me (laughs) all the time. And it kind of drives me crazy. Carla does not appreciate his lack of modesty. Uh, I don't mind the lack of modesty. I don't. Do like the, I don't know. I, I don't know. Is he good at hacky sack? Like, did you watch oh, him long very enough? Good. Okay. No, well, like good. he's very good. There's nothing about it that is like what he's doing is bad. It's just how like obnoxious he is about it mm-hmm. that I dislike. <laughs> I don't care that he has no shirt on. I don't care that he's doing it in the public space. I just wish he could just like, shh, shh, shh sweetie, shh, quiet. So like if I went into the middle of your parkade and set up a canvas and started aggressively grunting and painting, you would have the same problem with me. I think me. I would. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know like what? Maybe he's just knitting. hoping. <laughs> I guess so. It's really hard so to So that's the hacky sack guy. It kind of ruins the punchline when you know he's called hacky sack guy before I tell the story. That's true. When she's able to build up the story. Because the reveal that he what he is doing is hacky sacking 
is kind of disappointing because mm. I have had people over before who thought there was like my neighbors were boning real loud. <laughs> That's not what it is. <laughs> it's better, it's just, dude. It's like, it's like an all hours kind of hacky sack thing. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, hacky sack guy. If you're a, if you're an avid listener of Dungeons and Dragons, he's listening. I'm hit sorry. us up. Maybe, I'm sure you're very nice. Just go knock on Carla's door. Yeah. Introduce yourself. I am the hacky sack king on Twitter. <laughs> Apologize for the fact that you're hacky sacking so aggressively. And then, you know, come play Dungeons and Dragons with us. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So we can find out, like, what tournaments you're in. Like, that. Exactly. why are he you... He seems like a real jock, but, you know, maybe he plays D&D. I maybe don't know. Maybe there's an underground hacky sack tournament, like, hacky sack thing that we don't know about. Do you think maybe Ooh. soccer players play hacky sack in the off season to keep their, maybe. like, foot skills Could up? Be. 100%. Just kind of like how... Could be. How, like skaters in ho- hockey skaters do ballet play, to keep themselves yeah. like, they'll play, transferable like skills. they'll play soccer in the hallways too before their games just to like get their feet moving mm-hmm. all of these things are possible we've given him a backstory uh, all right fine he's a wonderful person he's a competitive athlete i'm a real jerk <laughs> I, feel, I feel really connected to this guy now i don't know why oh my um, goodness. i think I you know what terrible. i think he really wants he wants someone to videotape him put him up on youtube as that weird yeah, that is hacky sack guy so and that's why i don't like yeah. it yeah. yeah so do that and he'll be found and then maybe he'll go away put it up on your social media feed carla that everybody yeah, follows totally. should because i put of it all on my great twitter puns. that i haven't been on in yep. four years yeah yep. that's the one perfect that's, yeah. the one. that's what's gonna that's gonna make him huge it would be real interesting if you just all of a sudden started tweeting about this hacky sack dude after four years of no activity on twitter yeah be like guys i have to tell you about something yeah I wonder how many followers this is a Carl thread. has. <laughs> yeah, totally. It's like a 20 tweet thread that I have. You should tw- <laughs> you should tweet about it every time you see him be like, oh, hacky sack grunter guy's back. Mm. How many followers do you think you have, Carla? I don't know. 20? 310. Whoa. Oh, Are they all right. like Russian bots? Mm, good question. No. Follower of our podcast. Follow of our podcast. Lots of people who follow oh, our podcast. So you should probably um, get your ass on there. I would also <laughs> just like to say, Carla, you have uh, oh, yeah. more than twice as many followers as I do. I only have 78. And I post like once a week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I used to be real active. It used to be my job, right? Yeah. Um, now now I don't care anymore. Um, Guys, someone named Amy Moore just liked my tweet. <gasps> Oh my god, she's so famous. She has a podcast. Oh my god. This is our new podcast. What are we doing on social media? media? Recaps. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> How Carla's to social neighbor media. gossip and social media recaps. So hey, fuck it. Let's play D D. Can we play dice this episode? Um maybe. <sighs> Tom got to. He had I got to roll like two hammock. different times. I know. We got to roll like we did do that one checks. to see if something happened. Charisma checks? Yeah. It was a persuasion. Yeah. Charisma, oh, charisma checks. Oh, yeah. I get you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, right, right. But it wasn't right, enough right, for right. me. I'm craving more. When you don't play you D&D know. for so long, like, I, I, it's been a I long need time to kill something. really seriously I'm, rolled dice. I mean... I'm the dagger. I need blood. You've just... I mean, you've entered a negotiation arc, though, so... Damn it. I, yeah. I was hoping <laughs> maybe they'd test our skills and be like... Let's even see if you're worthy for us to, okay. to fight with. And then. So previously, you had a lovely conversation with Tharchia, Tharchia Naseldra Yeth. I think I was actually kind of rude. I don't. Yeah, she didn't like you. From it was kind of both. It was a two way street on that one, I think. Yeah. But then you went back to your rooms and uh, Flint, as you know it, 
said he's just not wearing any underwear. As you were talking about some deal he was trying to do. Mm-hmm. That's the less important part, clearly. <laughs> I'm not wearing any underwear. It, cool. Good to know. That's. I just like to keep you guys appraised. Of your underwear. I mean, we were kind of having a pretty serious conversation about, like, Zaztam. And the fate of you and Bort. You were going to go have to fight with an undead army or something, but... Yeah, so I should should take that deal, right? Uh, I would get more information on it first. I think you need some deets. It was real thin on the particulars. Okay. And I head into my room and close the door. Okay. Is that weird to you? Bit weird. He really wanted to get back to that wheel of cheese that he was trying to leave with earlier, I guess. Pretty big. Um, huh. So what are you doing? Sleepover? <gasps> yes. I'll keep my clothes on. Because whenever we like to do that. Yeah, it's true. We don't have to actually like have a sleepover, but you know, we'll like have some girl time like we like to have on the train and where we gossip and we eat snacks yeah. and what kind of room you got? Uh, Ice Palace? Okay, we're going to my room. (laughs) Chul. Chul? Chult. Chult. Oh, Chul is those crab things. That would be a horrible horrible room. (laughs) It's a bad theme room. It's got the Uh, Chul theme room. (laughs) Chult. 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 Chult theme. C-H-U-L-T. Chult. Sounds decadent. Let's go. All right. We're going to have girly time. Bort, you have uh, just slammed the door and entered into your tree palace. Yep, I go and immediately pick up that bell for service and ring it. A moment goes by and a knock comes to the door. Come on in! The door, you hear click and then slowly creak open. And the same gentleman, uh, pale-faced human, stands at the door and says, Yes, Master Firebeard. Yeah, sure. Uh, I need, I need more details on Zaztam's deal for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I know before you said he wasn't gonna meet with me, but I need to talk to him. Yeah. See, that's an issue. Zaztam doesn't speak directly to many people. Can I, like, stand outside the door while it's closed and we can have a conversation that way? Any questions you have for him, you can direct at me, and if I don't have the the answer, I will certainly get it for you. Okay, because I kind of feel like I did ask you the question before, but I'll ask it again. Okay. Uh, So, if I agree to this deal, Mm -hmm. is this something that starts immediately... Or can I go handle this Tiamat situation and then come and serve in his forces? Are they not one in the same at this point? Well, this is what I'm trying to understand. (laughs) As I feel like the pretty big threat is the one that we're working towards Uh here. But when I asked this before, you didn't seem to really give me a great answer on it. So if... We are to go ahead. I mean, who's to say joining the undead army does not stop the rise of Tiamat in and of itself? Well, I mean, if we failed in preventing that, 
then I think we're all kind of fucked, aren't we? You're right. Mm-hmm. But wouldn't it be better to have all of our able forces tackling this problem before going off for these other missions? In fact, we would have two more abled forces joining our cause and going off and dealing with these issues. Okay, I feel like we're not speaking the same language here. I mean, I want to go with those two others I've been hanging around with so long. Yes. And help them instead of going with whatever your plan is. And then I'll join you guys afterwards. So you don't want our assistance then. Oh, my God. (laughs) A lot of double talk happening here. It's very circular. (laughs) Roll a d20. For uh, the worst roll. Three. You're still bored. Okay. He's not doing well. No, it's fine. (laughs) He's not doing well. What the deal is is while you are in Fae, we will remove whomever from whichever body and place the other one into another vessel. And then you will join Saztam's undead army. A. B. There's no C. It's just A, then B. I was waiting for what C was. Okay, well, I mean, I want to get out of this. I mean, I want to get him out of my head, but I just, I can't, I can't agree to that. I feel like I'd be abandoning them. Mm-hmm. But again, I would give you my word. And besides, mm-hmm. you'd get a bonus person right off the bat. Right. Like, maybe take that back to Tam and see what he says. We've dealt with people previously who said don't worry about it i'll come back and then when they reconsider joining an undead army they don't come back so is it bad dental like what it's a really bad dental plan (laughs) so they don't match your rsp it's really a headache as previously stated no pressure but the deal is only good while you are in Fae. So you have that kind of inherently builds pressure into it. You can sleep on it. It's not a problem. All right, I'll sleep on it. All right. Do I ring this again or do you, are you just going to leave? I will back out of the room. Don't worry. <laughs> Sound effects are running as we speak and there's a door closed in the way. And I'm walking down the hallway. I don't see <laughs> The footsteps have gone from loud clip clops to quieter clip clops. Yep. Uh, Bort's just gonna like rage eat for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna demolish that wheel of cheese. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Thea and Nulara, you're in the Chult room. What are you doing? Just like cocktails and eating snacks. Mm-hmm. I'm braiding her hair. Gossiping about who we think is cute. You know. Mm-hmm. So give, give, give me some of that. So the red wizard three to the left of mm-hmm. uh, angry bitch. With the dark hair? Yes, with the dark hair. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'd bone you him. You liked him? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is going to sound gross, but bear with me. If he wasn't undead and his skin tone was normal and his hair wasn't gross, what about the servant guy? <sighs> God. Like I, undead. Un-undead. That's, that's a lot to look past. So, Mular, like, I, I mean, I, I have a fanciful imagination, but even that has its limits. Um, also, okay. I can't get past the undead part of it. It's, it's, it's horrifically, like, unnatural. Horrifically. Agreed. Also, okay. what if his pecker fell off? What if he doesn't even have one because it's already fallen off? Oh, my God. I don't know what's going on down there with an undead person. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, also, Flint, super weird, right? Yeah. What was that about? Serious conversation. We're talking about, like, the fate of, you know, his life. And then just under, like, what? Dude, in a probes. I mean, it's been very stressful. Do you think he maybe snapped a little bit? And... Maybe. I mean, he's got a person in his head. It's, I don't know. <sighs> maybe. I can't even imagine what that would be like having someone in your head just talking to you all the time. Yeah, what's that like? Yeah. Yeah, that does. It would be exhausting. Yeah, absolutely. Wouldn't it? There's no way he can take that deal. Not without understanding what he is agreeing to. There's like, got to be whole life? another wizard whole life of fighting somewhere. with the undead army? Well, yeah. Do they mean to make him undead? I was wondering the, the same army? thing, right? Join our undead These army. Let's split you up and, know. I don't know, kill you and reanimate you? Yeah. No way. No way. So you can continue to talk the night away. Uh, Flint Bort, uh, do you do anything? Uh, Flort. Anything uh, hasty? No, he's he's sufficient, <laughs> sufficiently eaten himself into a coma, so he's good. All right. Thea and Nulara, you do you go to your respective rooms. Do you just pass out where you are. Slash. Uh, no, I think I go. I go back to my room to because I'm mm-hmm. gonna need more sleep than than my girl Thea, right? All right. I, I imagined. Um, <laughs> I just had like a little thing in my head where Bort forgets that he is the size of a dwarf and not like rocking some sort of like dragonborn yep. bod and goes to like hop like one like two like into the hammock and misses completely <laughs> and it's like the fuck like, I need Just, to get like, out of this body it's so bad <laughs> and that's why like, I was kind of giggling <laughs> sorry I say goodbye to new Lara and I get super comfy on my bed and I meditate yeah you begin your meditation uh new Lara and uh, Bort has passed out you return no are you return to your room um, mm-hmm. and, uh, Nulara and Flint and Bort make a wisdom saving throw as you drift off into dreamland. Oh, fuck. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> Flint, uh, Tom, uh, you're gonna make I two. I got a 16. You're gonna make two there, Flint. You're gonna make two? Tom. Okay. Are they both wisdom? They're both wisdom saving throws. One there. for you, one for Bort. Hey. Ooh, 16 and 18. Ooh. Bort's got some plus wisdom, y'all. So, wait, sorry, who, Bort made the 18? Both of them. You told me to roll two. <laughs> yeah, so, well, there's Bort and there's Flint. You're making oh, one okay. for each well, of them. Well, the first one was Bort, that was a 16, and then okay. it's a 15 for Flint. Okay. 
and an 18 for me. You drift off to sleep. <laughs> Nulara, you, your head hits the pillow and you fall asleep quite quickly from all the margaritas you were having mm-hmm. uh, with your good friend Thea. And you drift off into a restless sleep. Flint and Bort, you eat yourself into a comatose state and you're not sure how much time passes, but you wake up and you're in a chamber over what looks like a bubbling cauldron with tentacles holding your individual limbs because you have separated now. You are flint with no dragon scales and behind you you feel the back of Bort who are two separate people now. Around the room you see a dozen red wizards observing your current state while three other red wizards brandish weapons as they stand around you in this cauldron. You hear one of them speak up. You're not sure which one. And he says, We have further questions for you. Uh, Well, I guess uh, I'm not really in a state to deny you. Uh, so feel free to ask. Bort said that. What does Flint say to that? Flint kind of leans back his head a little bit and turns and says, like, what did you do, man? One of the cult members begins to walk towards Bort. And he asks, how long have you been tracking the cult's movements? I feel like I've answered this question before. Uh, it's been a while now. Got couple of years? Couple months? I don't know. It just seems so long. Make uh, Bort's probably. I'm gonna to I mean, get Bort you to make wasn't a there for the no, initial. It's gonna be a deception check for Bort on this one. Okay. No bonus. So seventeen. He nods. And one of the other red wizards steps forward to Flint. And he looks at you, Flint, and he says, Why are you here? That's a real good question. I don't know. Where are we? In Thay. Okay, I mean, again, though, I don't know why I'm here. Why am I here? Seems like a question you can answer for me. Make a persuasion check. <laughs> uh, that's an 11. He pulls forward a large scythe. And he rakes it across the front of your chest. Uh, I don't react at all. I just take it. The... Red Wizard to Bort. Why do you care? 
Because I'm trapped in this guy's body. Or at least I was. I don't really know what's going on here. Make a persuasion check. Come on, Bort, you persuasive motherfucker. <laughs> a 13. He pulls a large spiked whip out. And he begins to thrash at Bort. Blood begins to pour from Bort's side down into the bu- bubbling cauldron as the tentacles rise higher up on both of your bodies. The Red Wizard to Flint says, What stake do you have in saving Faerun? I mean, it's my home. My family. My friends. Everything. Persuasion. Ooh, nat 20. He asks Flint another question. What do you know of Severin's plan? Well, I know he's got, or at least is trying to get the dragon masks. He's recruited some exiled wizards to aid him, all in bringing back Tiamat. Make a persuasion check. Nine. That was a good one. (laughs) As you finish saying that, the barbed whip comes around and latches into your body from the other side and pulls across your chest, exposing your rib cage off to the side. Make a constitution saving throw. Uh, so that's a 20, but it wasn't a natty. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it hurts like a motherfucker, but uh, if you don't want to react, you don't have to react. I mean, I kind of... kind of, like... The breath gets knocked out of me, but I'm hanging in there. To Bort, why does Severin want Tiamat to rise? Uh, I i mean, I don't know. I i imagine he's just a, like some sort of crazy fanatic who wants to see his queen back. Make a persuasion check. <laughs> I mean, that one. <laughs> that's legit. Yeah. Seems to make sense, right? Uh, that is a 15. He steps back coiling up his whip. To Flint, what claim does Rathmodar have in this battle? Uh, well, as far as, I mean, as far as I can tell, he's he's hungry for power. He thinks that by helping Severin bring Tiamat back, that he's going to get everything he wants and he can overthrow Zaztam? Is that the name? Make a persuasion check. A 14. Hey, 14's pretty charismatic, Ross. It is, I know. (laughs) Raises his scythe and begins to step towards you. And you feel the tentacles begin to crush your legs. Make a constitution saving throw. That's a 14. You hear popping in your knees, and you feel your joints being ground down. Uh, Flint's definitely feeling that one. Bort, and Flint hears this question, um, as he has all the others. 
Um, this one's directed to Bort. How do your allegiances lie with our eternal master, Zaz Tam? Well, I mean, right now I'm not thinking they're very good. Make a persuasion check. <laughs> uh, that's a 17. Flint heard the question, but didn't hear the response. The red wizard in front of Flint asked the same question. How do your allegiances lie with our eternal master, Zaztan? Well, I was told we had the night to sleep on it, but I guess that's not the case. Um, I'm guessing not very good for me. Persuasion check. 15. He steps back. Given the power of the dragon masks, who do you trust to protect them within the Council of Waterdeep? I don't trust the Council to protect them. I would trust the metallic dragons. Uh, persuasion check. 17. The Red Wizard steps back as do the others in the room. And the tentacles begin to churn and crush both you, Flint, and Bort, to the point where you begin to black out. That sounds about right. <laughs> you wake up the next morning, roll a d20. It's a 12. So you wake up and you're flint. Okay. I immediately, like, frantically grab at my knees. You feel the, the ache and the pain from all of the things that were done to both you and to Bort. But you look down and your legs are fine. Your ribs and your chests and everywhere you were cut and where Bort was lashed and where you were lashed are fine. You look down at the hammock and the ropes where you were lying, which would have touched the, the wounds that you thought you incurred, are stained red. That's fucked up. That is fucked up. <laughs> well, hello there. I'm your Dungeon Master, Russ Moore. Thank you for joining us for episode 65 of Dungeons and Dragons. Sweet dreams in Thay. Now this is the time where we want to thank you for listening, sharing, liking, retweeting, talking about us and coffee shops down the street. Thank you. Word of mouth really is the absolute best way to spread the good word of podcasts. And if you've been with us since the beginning, either having listened along since we launched or have binged through and listened to us kind of spot through here and there, we're thrilled and humbled and honored to have you along with us. If you're looking for more ways to be involved with the podcast, we invite you to join us over on Patreon. Patreon.com slash DumbDragonCast. It's a creator-to-patron, patron-to-creator-driven platform where you sign up for a community. 
and you pledge a, a monthly fee that fits your budget to become part of the inner circle and the closest knit people within that community. And right now we're looking to expand some of our offerings that we have going on with a new Discord server. And right now it's exclusive to patrons. It will be open to the public in January with Patreon exclusive channels, but uh, it... We're very excited for it. We've got a good percentage of our patrons on there right now. If you are currently a patron, uh, go check out the link to get into Discord. It's in the posts there. You'll be able to find it and come join us. We're talking We're talking the podcast. We're talking food. We're talking Austin Powers. We're talking uh, games and books and movies, and we're having a blast doing it. I'm really excited about Discord. It's a very community-driven thing. It's much more than Facebook, much more than Twitter, much more than getting shouting out to the ether or getting lost in a news feed. Um, I'm stoked for it. And if you can be part of the, the launch community, patreon.com slash dumbdragoncast. And if you can't, uh, we will be opening the server to all listeners uh, probably about January, beginning of January. Um, where you'll have access to all the general channels. Patrons will have access to Patreon-only stuff. Um, again, that's patreon.com slash dumbdragoncast. If you can, it's there. And if you can't, we understand. There are so many other ways to support the show. Like I said, word of mouth is really a fantastic way to go. You can find all the social media links and where to get a hold of us through our website, dumbdragons.com. And thanks to Sirenscape for some of the amazing atmosphere. Make sure you check them out at sirenscape.com to bring your games to life. Links for everything mentioned today can be found in the description. In the next episode, it'll be out Wednesday, December 12th. But for now, let's see who else had sweet dreams like Flint and Bort did. Have a great week! We'll talk soon. Nulara, you wake up. And you had... Too many margaritas and you're a little hungover. You had... <laughs> really, it's the sugar more than the alcohol, though? You what had a rough some... night. You go and you complain to Flint. <laughs> you had some pretty seriously disturbing dreams, but you can't quite put your finger on what they were. You just know that you had a night that was not, that it was by far not the best sleep you've ever had. But you probably equate it to the fact that you're saving the world from a, a dragon queen and a cult of dragons. Thea, you, you, you uh, what are you doing in your room? Because you only slept for like four hours. You only meditated for like four hours. Uh, well, I think we went to bed pretty late. So between, like, I don't know. I probably woke up at about, or came out of my medit meditative trance at, like, 5 a.m. Um, I, like, puttered around. I I made um, clothes. Like, I, per I, like, swished, like, clothes and fabrics around myself and, like, played a little bit of dress-up. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so a real rough day compared to Flint. It's a real range of experiences <laughs> last night. Well, no, Thea's feeling like really good. I don't think that she gets hung over. I think that like her constitution and metabolism of an elf probably doesn't really allow for much of that. And and so yeah, no, she was just fresh faced, dewy, just like pretending to make like beautiful clothes, like kind of like saris, like just like gorgeous. Like prancing around her room and nice, yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah, it's really. You all rise in the morning, and a knock comes at the door of each of your doors, and you open it, 
Um, and the uh, many servants come and bring you food for the morning. Are they undead servants? They, of course, are undead servants. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But the food looks delicious. Yeah, okay. They set it down, and they begin to walk out. I let them. I'm not interacting with them. Okay. I just... I just eat some greasy food. So that's what my hungover body is craving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just kind of pick at things because I'm not very hungry. <laughs> had a bit of a rough sleep. Okay. Unless there's like some fancy ass croissants in there, then I'm going all in on those. Um, I think I get dressed and I go over and I knock on Flint's door. Well, that's right. I'm leaving my room with it. Someone coming to get me. Yeah, doors, doors unlocked. You're totally able to do that. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah, I guess we never did check to see if we could leave our it seemed implied we couldn't because they kept escorting us but i go and i and i knock on flint's door yeah yeah come on in i open it up i'm like i cover my eyes i'm like are you are you wearing underwear i'm dressed dressed. come on in um so you left you left kind of weird last night is is everything okay i know i know you have a lot going on but um I, yeah, I don't know if, if everything is okay. Uh, I had a really weird, I don't think it was a dream last night. What do you mean? Well, um, kind of had this really, I'm going to say it's believable experience complete with pain and whatnot of being tortured by, uh, a bunch of uh, wizards last night, uh, is... along with Bort, who was not just in my head, but was like an actual body that was next to me also being tortured. Thea walks over and she sits in the hammock because it's a hammock. She's so tall and graceful. And she like shows me how gracefully she gets into it. And <laughs> I'm just like super mad about it. <laughs> that's that's really weird. I'm going to like wander in too with some bacon in like each hand or, you know, the the equivalent. That's really weird. Is that what dreams are normally like? No, that is not what dreams are like. Okay, good. Because it, yeah, it doesn't sound good. And I was always jealous, um, but not so no, much. No, dreams are normally great. Or oh. at least if they are scary, you don't feel like you were physically, you know, beaten up and tortured. I look over as I'm sitting on the hammock. And I see that it's stained red and I get up and I'm like, um, what the fuck? What? Great question. Oh, God. Guys, I don't know about the I don't know about these wizards. Yeah, I don't think I can take that dude's deal. I think it's bad news. Yeah, I've got some questions. So it was my understanding that dreams are just a psychological manifestation of things that you experience during the day uh, because your, you know, silly mortal brains can't package it all up nicely. Um, but there, there's blood over here and you don't look like you're bleeding. Are you bleeding? Uh, not. I mean, I checked myself out earlier, not to my knowledge. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. I'm going to ring this fucking bell. Uh, new Laura, how, how were your dreams last night? I mean, no, nothing compared to that. It was I, I had a bad sleep. It was restless. It was it was bad. But I just, you know, chalked it up to 
tequila and the world's ending. I mean, those are both great reasons to have a troubled sleep. But yours is next level. Wizards are getting in your mind. I, I ring the bell harder. Yeah, yeah, obviously, come in. And the same fellow that Flint has seen previously, Flint and Bort have seen previously, uh, enters. He's a pale human male, lots of black and blue and green splotches all over his skin and body, and he says, Ah, yes, you have risen. Is there anything I can bring you? Yeah, how about some fucking answers? <laughs> Is it customary to, like, harass and, like, like mind fuck the people who are trying to help a similar cause to you? In their sleep? I don't know what you're referring to. Well, then you should go and fulfill my first request of finding some fucking answers. We'll see it. Can you can you bring Nye Ilmich over here? We need to talk to her. Of course. Of course. And he leaves, closing the door. <laughs> he apparently finds herself very protective of her friends. So, like. What exactly happened in your dream? It was the weirdest thing. There was 12 of the red wizards. And then there was also this like squid type monster, tentacle monster. And we were being dangled over a cauldron. It was it was all too much. What were they asking you? Questions about our mission. And I didn't know how to answer some of them, and that did not seem to please them. Oh. Well, we are not always honest people, and we have been honest this whole time with them, so... Yeah, that's really rough. It makes me not feel like we need to be very honest. Come in! The door opens, Nye Ilmich steps in, she says, Good morning, good morning. You sent for me, yes? I was actually on my way to come see you. It was not a good night for me. I'm sorry to hear that, Master Flint Firebeard. Tharchian Etseldra Yeth has given her declaration, if you're willing to hear it, unless you have other issues to attend to. Um, I would say we have other issues to attend to. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I can't tell if you are just playing dumb or if you are dumb and have no idea what happened to our buddy Flynn here. I don't know what you're referring to, but... Dream torture? Mm, the dreams of mortals are a fickle thing and are easily influenced by... Wizards? By many things. Mm-hmm, many things. mm-hmm. Uh... Niel Mitch. Yes. Uh, how, how many wizards are in this other offshoot, this, this rebel alliance, if you will? Hmm. Um, there are, uh, there are no uh, exact numbers. There are many. So you don't know how many are with what? Wrath, Wrathbone? <laughs> Wrathbone. <laughs> no. Um, uh, 
um, many. Um, I mean, that's what Wrath is show, short for, correct? <laughs> R- Wizards from Thay have been exiled uh, many times before, and it is our understanding that he, Wrathbone, Wrathmodar, has brought them together. So there's a considerable number of them. It's not like five. That is what is or twelve to be believed. Yes, specifically twelve. Okay, great force. I mean, I'm just throwing out numbers here. Numbers. (laughs) (laughs) Now she's just repeating the things that we're saying. Numbers. (laughs) Nail Mitch, do you do you know that someone has entered Flint's dreams and caused him physical and psychological distress and even probably going as far as damaging him in the real physical realm through his dreams? That is very troublesome. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. It's never happened before we came here. Mm. Ask, yeah, it's pretty it's pretty concerning. Asking a lot of the cause... same questions that he was asked just yesterday. Interesting. Yeah, well, there's a bunch of people in red robes that were asking those questions. Who might have the answers to our questions? I don't know. Do you wish... To hear the answer to your original question. I mean, at this point, why the fuck not? Tharchian Eseldra Yef will account for the Red Wizards and has agreed to aid the factions of the Sword Coasts. And if so granted, I will accompany you as Thay's ambassador to the Council. I don't know. Like, after last night's shenanigans... It doesn't seem like like teaming up, you know. I I just don't want to be a yes man, you know. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'm yes. waiting. I mean, <laughs> I don't know, guys. I I still think we should take the help. I think we need all the help we can get. But like, is this a dagger situation where we're going to have to monitor what what this help's coming in as or? or I just don't know. I mean, it's the end of the world, right? So I think right now we need the help. Yeah. Tiamat's the imminent threat, but man, we can't, you just can't trust the undead. It seems like. Certainly seems that way. But at least now we're not going in with any sort of like the kid gloves are off. Uh, Yeah, let's go in knowing, knowing that we're, that we're uh, a little bit in bed with the devil here, so to speak. No offense. None taken. If you are ready, we shall depart. Uh, Niall Mitch, can you uh, send a message to Zaz Tam for me that I uh, turned down his offer? Of course. Of course. He will be very sad to hear of your decision. Um, but well, I, I think he'll understand. But why. understands, of course. If that is all. We shall return to Waterdeep. She begins a incantation and a glowing circle of runes begins to form around the five of you and a bright light comes and you appear back in the teleportation chamber that you left in Waterdeep with Leosin 
and Lady Laryl Silverhand entering the room as the teleportation circle clears. Music in today's episode was by Kevin McLeod of incompetech.filmmusic.io. Take that feature rest. Oh, I just had a hiccup at the same time I was talking. Take that out. <laughs> Take it out. Take it out of there. And just to be sure, just to be sorry, just to be sure, just because I don't want to get halfway through this scene and then be like, oh, no, uh-huh. it was Flint. Who made it. it was Bort that made the 16. Yeah. Bort made the 16. Flint made a 15. Oh, he made a 15. Sorry, I thought you said 18. Yeah. Even no, better. That was even no, better. Initially, it was because you're not paying attention. Board's bonuses. Oh, I thought men. I see. So I had to subtract one instead of add two. Right. Sorry. Yeah. Good. Even better. Even better. That's no good. What's gonna that happen? doesn't sound like it's, it's better. Not, no, it doesn't. It's, it's such a bad sign when the DM's eyes light up <laughs> even like that. Better. Yeah, I know. He shouldn't look gleeful. Ever. When he tenses his fingers like that, it's <laughs> even better. <laughs> exactly. Now, hold on. There's a really big size difference between um flint and bort mm-hmm. like are they head to head or are they feet to feet matching because if so i think that flint might be dead if, if bort's <laughs> legs are popping uh no bort's legs aren't popping well, no, that was flint. They, oh yeah they've they, it's like they've got us both separately <laughs> yeah. wrapped up yeah like you're uh, i thought you guys were like back. yeah there's smooshed yeah, i things. thought they were like tied tie yeah together, tied like, together uh, that's yeah. how so, you made it like sound i feel Sorry. him on my back yeah but yeah flint like in that instance was was being crushed uh, bort was uh, not gotcha so things aren't great guys no yeah. it doesn't sound good in her meditative meditative state can she like you can she dream hop mm. that'd be really awesome yeah become a dream walker yes dream walker right Thea how can I do that elves don't dream so oh, oh yeah right that's uh, the reason you didn't roll anything I can't mm. wait till Freddy Krueger pops up beside the tentacles hey bitch hey bitch, <laughs> hey, bitch. <laughs> uh, I can see your ribs bitch it's real Oh, I have no good. funny thing. Uh, it just vanished off my tongue. Yeah. It's too bad. Give me some B-roll grunts. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's one for you. There's it's no perfect. sound that you could have made. That would no, it would not have been good. Wouldn't <laughs> sound like booming. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah, make a make a persuasion check. Unless that, if that's where you're leaving. Make a sass check. Yeah. Make a truth check. Yeah, uh, sassy pants check. Wait, is this just like a really bad dream where I'm all tied up in the hammock? <laughs> you wake up the next morning like, holy fuck! Again, arms and legs sticking out at all I'm weird like, angles. Yeah, one There's leg a big is knot. stuck in the hammock. I'm dangling out of it. I'm going to like wander in too with some bacon in like each hand. Or, you know, <laughs> just just fists of bacon. Fist bacon. <laughs> I heard you guys were down to party in here. Well, she, she might not have any idea. I know, but that was but, part of my question. Okay. Yeah, that was in game. You were asking. Yeah, you <laughs> that right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. You guys got off on tangents about dream shit. I lost my place. She believes in a thing called oh, love. God, just listen to the rhythm of her heart. Yeah. Dungeons and Dragons is a dumb dragons production. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Hey, friends. 
The Sprouting is a podcast that I want to tell you about and you should go listen to. It's an eldritch horror of an actual play podcast set in an apocalyptic future where eldritch plants have taken over. Magical bargains twist the fate of reality and each survivor struggles to trust their own senses as they try to see their goals through to their ends. The show uses the rules from Call of Cthulhu to heighten the drama of the story and leave the fate of the story at the whims of the dice. And they've created a completely homebrew world, a a plant apocalypse, where the senses can't be trusted. And instead, the characters must learn to trust one another. The show is completely scored by beautiful music from their in-house editor, which heightens each dramatic moment throughout the show. I've got a little promo for you here, but go check out The Sprouting. I've listened to it. You need to listen to it. And you should start with the prequel episode when you go over there. Search for The Sprouting anywhere you listen to podcasts. With your long forgotten name, we call upon you. We call upon you. In the words of the unspeakable language, we call upon you. We call upon you. By the spilt blood of the wicked who walk upon this world sprouting the words of false idols, we call upon you. We call upon you. On the land of the dead harvest, that which brings the earth itself into your service, Yamal, we call upon you. We call upon you. We call upon you. We call upon you. Yamal calls upon you. The Sprouting, a Call of Cthulhu actual play podcast by Blighthouse Studio. Find us on your podcatcher of choice.